Hey, podcast listeners, this is Pastor Freddie T, and I probably have not been more excited about any episode yet because of the special guests today. So, uh, carve out some time. This is going to come to you in two parts. Today is part one. I hope you enjoy it. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Real Lifers, Christmas is just around the corner. I hope you're feeling the Christmas spirit. This is Pastor Freddie T. I'm so glad you guys are on the podcast today. And today I've got some special guests, some very, very special guests. I've got a man that introduces himself as the real Freddie Wyatt. And I think the implication is I may be the fake one. And uh, that's my dad and Mary Coleman Wyatt, my mom. The roosters are going crazy this morning, but Mom and Dad, thanks for being on the podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I, I gave you a whole whopping mm, 12 hour uh, invite preview of uh, about 12 hours ago. I asked you to be on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> and you agreed. Hadn't yeah. had time to practice anything. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the way you work. Thanks for being here. You guys haven't eaten breakfast. That's correct. You barely got out of bed. That's we thought correct. breakfast was going to be served here. Oh, you did. Well, you brought your coffee, but I don't have breakfast for you. How are you guys doing this morning? Slow, slow. Dad, you, had a, birth, you? you had a birthday the other day. 79, yeah. How was your birthday? Uh, it was fantastic. I went to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> By yourself? Uh, no. Did you go with Grand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm never taking him again. Yeah. I call my mom Thank and dad. The Lord. <laughs> uh, Grant and Gramps because my kids call them that. Um, all right, mom and dad, this is this interview is going to really be about you guys. I'm going to ask you a hundred questions. I'm going to try to stump you a little bit. I gave you a little bit of preview. You kind of know what's coming. Why don't you guys just tell us where were you born? When were you born? Who were you born to? I get to go first, right? I was born January the 20th, 1946, in Waverly, Tennessee. But that's never been my home. Uh, lived in Clarksville since I was probably a year old. Um, my mom and dad, Homer D., people called him Shorty. And mom was Lily May and Gil was the last name you were the oldest i was the oldest of four girls so i had to lead the way you you, you were born in waverly and you moved to clarksville that's when you correct were, when you were one that's right what led what led grandma and grandpa to move to clarksville do you do you know i don't know yeah but they were living in waverly yes was grandpa a mechanic then yes okay um, he was a mechanic in Waverly, and I, I'm assuming he got a job in Clarksville that um, they had lived in Waverly all their lives. 
So, yeah. Grant, how old are you? Mom, how old are you? You do the math. Well, Dad's 79. <laughs> I'm 77. That's, that's, like, right. that's like the double number of biblical perfection. The number seven is you're, like the... You're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dad, when and where were you born and who were you born to? Uh, Montgomery County, Tennessee, 1944, December the 1st, to uh, Pauline and Irvin Wyatt. So uh, there were a few Wyatts that were born before you. Mom was the oldest of four girls. Yep. Uh your sister's names, they're all double names like yours, sort of. Well, they don't go by double names you go like by double, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. double name is what? I'm a double name. I am not Mary. Yeah. I'm Mary Coleman. Why do you so feistily, when people call you Mary, <laughs> why do you so feistily say, it's Mary Coleman? I'm not feisty. Okay. <laughs> why do you so sweetly say, it's Mary Coleman? Well, I've just always gone by the double name, and Mary never sounded correct. My mom said that I corrected my first grade teacher many times <laughs> before she learned that I was Mary Coleman. Did did your mom? My name came from my grandparents. Okay. My grandmother's name was Mary Grace, and my grandfather's name was Coleman Finest. Okay. So I got Mary from my grandmother and Coleman from my grandfather. So we're pretty committed to Mary Coleman. We reject Mary. Is that why you, like... Called me Freddie T? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I call you Freddie T because when you were born, and we already knew you were going to be a junior, yeah. and I just said in the hospital room, I cannot deal with two Freddies in one house. Yeah. So, Freddie's brother was there. Uncle and he's, Bobby. Uncle Bobby said, let's just call him Freddie T. And you've been Freddie T ever since. Uncle Bobby. I love Uncle Bobby. I want to know, I want to hear from you guys. So, Dad, you were the youngest of how many How many sons? I had five older brothers. Yep. And then, did you know at the time, did you know at the time that you had half-siblings, or did you learn that later? Uh, I, I met all of them at one time as, as a young kid. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. and you understanding that they were your half-siblings? That's correct. But you uh, didn't you didn't have any ongoing relationship with them, really. No, no. They were a lot older. My dad was married before he married my mother and and gosh, they were I don't know how old, but they were all away from here, away from Stewart County is where they uh were brought up. How old was your dad when you were born? He was uh Sixty years old. That's pretty awesome, yeah. right? There. Yeah. That's some goals right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mom, Susan, are you listening to this? Yeah. Let's keep going. Was, mom was uh, forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big gap right there. It is. It is. Um, but you know, he sired. I don't know how many kids added up. Let's see, maybe a dozen. Yeah. He had about a dozen kids. Yeah. Six of you guys, and then uh, yeah, a handful but, from some others. I want to hear about what life was like growing up. So. What house did you grow up in, Mom? Uh, we moved a lot. Okay. Growing up, you did. We did. Um, I, I would have to count up what do you remember, how many times. What do you rem- remember most about your childhood? That's a hard one. Dad, what about you? What do you remember most ab- about your childhood? Did you guys move a lot, or, or were you... 
Were you no, in the same I was uh, born on Rob Avenue over there, close to the old Ostapy uh, basketball gym, the Dave Arena, uh, Dave uh, Aaron Arena, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, moved to Golf Club Lane, right above Bible Baptist Church at that time, across the street from it. And lived there for about 11 and a half years. What were your favorite things to do as a kid? I think back then, uh, you know, we <laughs> uh, there was no uh, inside the house activities. And I think... Uh, Certainly no electronics. Correct. Uh, we you probably sp- didn't have a TV in your home when you were a kid, did you? No TV and actually no commode. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? When did you first get a indoor plumbing? Uh when my dad died, we didn't have any resources, so we moved to the housing project, and uh, that was the first commode that I set on that was ours. Wow! And inside, also, inside, inside the house. yeah, yeah. So at your but, other house, you had like an an outhouse. Yeah, we yeah. had a what we called a slop jar. Did you have to change it? I had one of my chores was to come home and take the slop jar and take it out back to the outhouse and dump it and bring it back in. That stunk. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the stove that we had was, and this not ancient times, this was in the 56, 58 era. You are ancient. And uh, thank you. And it was uh, another chore was to cut wood and bring it in and set it behind the old wood cook stove, which was, we cooked on with wood on this old, uh, uh, iron stove no electric range and uh so i would cut wood bring it up the steps and lay it all behind the stove and then i would kill chickens uh some afternoons when i got home and we would clean them put them in a vat of hot water anyway worst smell in the world is the wet chicken feathers and and we'd clean them take them to kroger's and other stores that was before meat had to be government inspected yeah, we yeah. sold chicken. How did you kill the chicken? Uh, Break his neck? No, when I never did ring him. I always chopped it off. Yeah, would yeah. you just grab it, yeah. set it on a piece of wood, well, and every, chop off? Its every neck? once in a while, I'd hang the uh, the feet on the clothesline okay. and then just rip their neck with a knife and let them sit there and wow. bleed. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, how, but, your oldest brother? Tell me your brother's name, starting at the oldest. Uh, James uh, Guyton, Richard, Bobby, Billy, or Guyton. I mean, everybody's like Billy, you know, James, normal name, and then Guyton. Actually, his first name was Frank. Frank. Yeah, yeah, Frank G. Wyatt. But so Guyton was his middle name? Yeah. So who So who started calling him Guyton instead of Frank? Uh, The family. I loved Uncle Guyton. Yeah, yeah. He there was one the, time, Uncle Guyton lived in Texas. Do you remember this? Uncle Guyton lived in Texas, and he came to visit, and I don't think you guys knew he was coming. And it's when we lived on Wingate. I was probably eight years old. And they drove a motorhome. And we, <laughs> Uncle Guyton was, he had a really, really dry sense of humor. And we came over the hill, down the hill, and you thought, you thought there was a fire truck at first in our driveway because <laughs> this massive thing was in the driveway. And then you realize it's a motorhome. You pull in the driveway. I don't know if you honked or what. But then up comes the bird. Uncle Guyton shoots a bird up under the, <laughs> up under the, uh, in the you know the front. He had his the curtain pulled down because they were like asleep or whatever, 
He shoots you a bird. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I do. He, uh, he did was you, very Did you colorful. know he was coming? Did you know he was coming? I don't remember. Probably not. Yeah. And they were just yeah. there. There they were. Yeah, yeah. We usually knew he was coming. His brother Richard that lived in Florida, they would say, we'll be there Thursday. Well, I knew that they were coming on Wednesday. Yeah. They never came when they said they were coming. Yeah. Yes. They were always there. All right, so James, Richard, Guyton, Bobby, Billy, and you. Yep. And uh, so what age did you tap dance? I was in the sixth grade at Moore Elementary School. Uh, don't ask me how I got inducted into that little fiasco but i took it was probably tap a pretty lesson. girl in the tap dance club. Uh, there were several yes I there was a them. teacher that came to the there school was, and anybody that wanted to take lessons could take lessons okay you didn't have to go outside the school yeah. to take dance so but lessons. you took tap dance lessons i did were you good at it no okay just like one year tap dance and done. I think that's correct. That's great. But you but were. I never bought a tutu. It was all blue jeans and brogans. Well, I don't mean to say anything about a yeah. tutu. What about um, when did when did you start boxing? Uh, I was uh, thirteen years old. Would you box while in tap shoes? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what um, how, how did you get into boxing? Uh. When we moved to the housing project, there was this grocery store across the street. Jonathan Radford, the drummer yeah. at Real Life, yeah. his uh, shout out, his grandparents uh, owned this grocery store. Actually, his great grandparents, I guess it was. Uh, and I took a job over there. Me and Mike Bowers, he was a former highway patrolman here. We were twelve, thirteen years of age, and took a job there. And so uh, it, it might be a longer story than you want to hear, but walked across the street from the store across Paradise Hill Road to our apartment. Um, there was uh, three guys. I had just got paid, uh, worked uh, 40 hours that week, 21 and a half cents an hour. She wrote me a $10 check. I cashed it, walked across Paradise Hill Road with the $10. And three guys jumped me on the sidewalk. Did you know them? Yeah. 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 You knew the guys, so they were older? Or yeah, about, yeah. 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 And they beat me and took my $10, beat me up. And uh, so, I don't know, a few months later, you know, although I did tap dance, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't naive particularly. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, we'll, we'll see about this. So my brother Billy was in golden gloves at the time he was two years older now than what me. is golden gloves it was an amateur boxing uh, deal that uh you know once you got out of that you could go pro but golden golden gloves was like an elite yeah like that's yeah. not where you started you moved up to the golden Gloves. well you, right? you you had a coach locally in training and and uh uh weightlifting etc and and uh boxing locally and then you would uh become a member of the golden gloves so you yeah. had to be good to get in the Golden Gloves. Uh, I don't no. know. I wasn't very good, but okay. but, but I did okay. get in there. All yeah. right, come one, come all. Come be a Golden Glove. So Uncle Billy was a Golden Glove. Yeah, yeah. You got jumped. Yeah. Snot anyway, beat out of your money stolen, and you decided yeah, yeah. to Yeah, so box. I got into Golden Gloves in order to get stronger, get faster, and get better, and take care of those guys at a later date. And I did so. Well, actually, there was three of the guys. And about a year into Golden Gloves, I went and found this one boy. 
I'm not going to tell you his name. And I beat the dickens out of him, told him what it was for. Then a few weeks later, I went to his brother and jumped him and beat the dickens out of him, yeah. told him what it was for. And I looked for the third one, which was probably 17 years old when they jumped me, the older one, and he was nowhere to be found. And I found out later that he was in uh, Tennessee prison. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had stolen something else. I don't somebody. know what he did, but, you know. All right. Okay. Mom, when you were growing up, were you a girly girl? I was. Did you like to primp in front of a mirror? Did you guys have a mirror? I'm yes, sure a mirror. we had a mirror. <laughs> I mean, Dad didn't <laughs> have a commode. I didn't and know we you had, had a mirror. indoor plumbing, too. <laughs> okay, you did. Yeah, okay, so, so, so. I can't compete with his stories. No, no. No way. So, well, so you had three sisters. I did. What, at what age did you guys move into the house that I knew? That was granny. Uh, that was grandma and grandpa's house. Uh, when I was sixteen. Okay, when you were sixteen, and you're the oldest. Yes. So at that point in time, when you moved into that house, you're sixteen. Aunt Brenda is eleven. Eleven. Aunt Melba is eight. And Aunt Cindy is a baby. A, a baby. <laughs> so there was six of you in a thousand square foot house. That one bathroom. One bathroom. Okay. No shower. Just a bathtub. And my daddy, being a mechanic, he took a bath, and then somebody had to go in and clean, clean the, the tub. Bath. Well, yeah, because it was nasty. And that ended up being my job most of the time yeah, you because were the most I was the oldest. Yeah, right. Um, and if we were going anywhere, mother wanted us all out of the house so she could make sure everything was clean before she closed the door. Because she wanted to come back into a clean house? that I guess that's why. I don't know. You don't know. It's just what she did. I know. Y'all I, get out of the house. I, I'm going to finish cleaning no, it. No, no, no. We had to come back in and finish cleaning if it needed anything. Oh, I see. So if she if we got out of the house and yeah. the bathtub hadn't been cleaned, uh, get somebody clean had to go bathroom. back in and clean the bathroom. Yeah, I'm so soft on my kids. I need to learn from Grandma a little Gr- bit. Crack the whip a little bit. <laughs> Grandma, she had to clean the house before we went to bed at night the furniture had to be dusted and the floors had to be swept you don't go to bed in a dirty house yeah this was before like they started like diagnosing people as like ocd yeah Grandma right was, like, she was OCD. like ocd yeah. yeah the one thing i remember <laughs> this is not the most flattering thing grandma was such a strong woman feisty i just remember vivid you know she's using that word feisty again well you know there it is uh, when I was, when I would be sick, I would go to grandma's and she would take such good care of me and make me jello and all the things. This is when, when you went back to work, but I just remember grandma walking through her little living room, belching, and then saying an explicit cuss word, like immediately <laughs> after she belched. It was like, just like when I think about grandma, like that is in my head, you know, and her good spaghetti and all of that. Did you? Growing up, did you did you cook? You had to clean. Did you did you help cook, or did Grandma do all that? I did later, and not when I was a kid. Yeah. I just played jacks when I was a kid. You played jacks. Oh. For those that are li- listening that don't know what playing jacks is, what is that? <laughs> well, you have to know what a jack is first. <laughs> yeah, so Google Google jacks. Google jack. Yeah, yeah, playing jacks. And you played with a rubber ball, and I was a champion. <laughs> In your house or at school or. <laughs> No, in our neighborhood. Oh, neighborhood that's what champion. we did. Okay. You know, when you talk about what you did outside the house or how you played, uh, that was one of the 
one of my favorite things to do. Tell us the story about, because Grandpa was a mechanic, because you guys had a big family, Grandpa was a mechanic for the police officers in the city of Clarksville. Well, he was the city of Clarksville mechanic, and mostly with police officers. So all the city of Clarksville's vehicles, and most of them were police cars. Yeah, Yeah. went to that garage. What um, You actually... Started driving or drove a little bit before you were 16? I drove a lot before I was 16. But it wasn't like a hardship license. You just no, drove. No, I didn't have a license. Tell us about that. Um, well, when I was first time, I guess I drove by myself. Uh, I was 15, and mother was pregnant with my youngest sister, Cindy. And I may have been 14, but... Anyhow, 14 or 15, and she needed something from the store, and she was in labor at home, and Daddy was at work, so she said, you can go to the store, and I drove to the store. And Daddy would have cars at the house that he was working on from time to time, and so he parked two cars with just enough space between them to parallel park. And he said I had to learn how to parallel park before I could do anything else, drive it anywhere else. What about the time you drove in the snow before you were 16? I was at Clarksville High School over on Greenwood Avenue, and two of my sisters were at school at Moore Elementary School. Not far away. Three miles, maybe. Maybe. And it started snowing, and they let school out. So I had driven to school that day, so I had to go pick my sisters up at Moore School. So, but you were fifteen, and my mother didn't drive at the time at all. No, she did she not drive a car. She did not drive a car Why? until she just never needed to. <laughs> I guess yeah. Daddy always carried us. So I drove to school to pick my sisters up, and. As I'm coming home, I see Daddy in one of the city vehicles uh, coming to check on me. But I made it all the way home. In and the it was snow, in 15, the snow. picking yeah. your sisters up from school. Yes. And I I drove like that and never got stopped or anything. But there was one police officer that drove a motorcycle, but it was a three-wheel motorcycle. They called him the ice cream man. Okay. Popsicle man. The popsicle man. And when I, the day I got my driver's license, I took daddy back to the city garage and the popsicle man happened to be there. And he just pointed his finger at me and said, I've been watching you drive all over town for years, (laughs) but if I see you make one wrong move now, you better believe I'm going to stop you. <laughs> and this was after you turned 16? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah that was after yeah. I got my driver's He left license. you alone until after you al- got your license. He, now he's like, I'm coming for you. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. What? Um, how many times did you get pulled over? And because Grandpa worked on the police cars, did they let you go? Every time. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Every tell, time. tell us about that. Well, I would just, you know, they'd read me my rights, and I'd just say, do you know Shorty Gill? Yeah. I said, well, that's my daddy. All right, go on. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you ever have one literally rip up a ticket? 
Well, I, I didn't let them get, get that the, far yeah, to write okay. a ticket. All right. So it, that happened more than two or three times? Oh, yeah. Maybe. you got to slow down. you got to slow <laughs> down. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh, Dad, when you, when you were 12, your dad died. You had told the church that when you grew up, you wanted mm. to be a Baptist preacher or a professional baseball player. That's correct. Your dad died. The preacher of your at your church ran off with the secretary. That's correct. <clears throat> Do you remember what impact that had on you and what you thought about being a Baptist preacher? Or you had, you you ended up quitting playing little league to work to to help to help with the family to help with your mom. But is that right? All of the above. Yeah, yeah. All the older brothers were away in the army and air force, etc. And and Billy and I, the ones two years older than me, were left at home. And uh, my mother took in washing and ironing. And there was just, you know, golly, I don't know how we made it through. But yet uh, he took a job. I took a job. And, you know, when you do that, you don't have any time for uh, Little League baseball or basketball or anything like that. I had a coach in junior high school told me, he said, little white said, you're going to play basketball down there at the high school, aren't you? I said, no, sir, coach, I got a job. He said, man, there's, there's not a better shot shooter down there than you. And, you know, not, I, I was good. No, no telling how good I could have been had I had the opportunity or the, uh, yeah, the opportunity to do so. And, uh, but yeah. At what age did you start working at the golf course? Uh, we still lived on golf club lane. So I was probably 11 or 12. I'd walk, uh, the railroad tracks from behind golf club lane, which is Crossland Avenue. Now I'd walk up the tracks to the pro shop at the old country club, which is Mason Rudolph golf course. And, uh, uh, started caddying. Well, that was your first job at the golf course caddying. Yeah. Yeah. First job ever, I guess. How many back surgeries have you had? Uh, Two. And I do you think like you would caddy more than one bag at a time? How many how many bags would you caddy with for? Well, when when at a young age you could carry one. They were very heavy. All of them were leather and these guys kept their uh bourbon and beer in their golf bag and weighted it down. So uh uh probably if they teenage years and 16 years of age, you could uh, uh, carry two. I remember one time, uh, and, you know, you wanted to carry two. You make carry more money. double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the assistant pro called the junior high school, talked to the principal, and asked Mr. Branson if uh, if uh, he would let me out of school. He said, these guys have got a big match, and they we don't have any caddies around here. We'll know if uh, Freddie can come caddy. <clears throat> excuse me and uh he said he said yeah i let him out of school so wow. mr branson the principal took me over and uh to the golf course and uh the assistant pro was there and the old man was ready to play and he said have you ever carried triple i said no but i can so I put one bag on one shoulder and one on the other and one laying across, and I went around the golf course twice. Around your, Was the third one around your neck? No, 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 no. It was laying across. It laid it, across the bag, laid on top of the bags. Laid on top wow. of the two bags, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
I don't remember. We've got a dollar and ten cents per bag for eighteen holes, uh-huh. and uh, then we got a tip from the player. And these guys were big tippers because yeah. they were big gamblers. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, do you remember? How old you were when you caddied for Dizzy Dean or Bob Feller? Uh, I didn't caddy for Bob Feller. Okay, I got his autograph in a book over at Austin P. Baseball Field one time. Okay. But uh, what was he doing in town? Uh, sh- signing his books, I yeah, guess. I <laughs> but Dizzy Dean, did Dizzy Dean play at Mason Rudolph? No, no. I was uh, in high school at the time and 16 years old, and I was working at Swan Lake Golf Course at that time. I called myself assistant pro, but all I did was clean clubs and yeah. clean shoes. And uh, But Dizzy was a big country music star, and Roy Acuff, the king of country music a big a big country music fan yeah not a star yeah, but a he's fan a, he was yeah. a major league baseball player he was pitcher he, yeah yeah and uh anyway he, he loved country music roy acuff invited him down uh to play he and jc goosey uh president of first flight ball company jc harkins and johnny beasley another pro baseball player and several country music stars that enjoyed golf and played golf so here we go. They, they, he comes down on Roy Acuff's bus from Nashville or comes up, and I go on Roy's bus to get his golf clubs. So I picked them up and dropped it accidentally because it was so heavy. I mean, just pure leather, big, big bag. Might have been the heaviest bag I've ever put on my shoulder. And so I started zipping the pockets and took uh, this bottle of whiskey out, took this bottle of whiskey out, this was Roy's or Dizzy's? This was Dizzy Dean's yeah. golf well, bag. Wow. And uh, so anyway, he uh, uh, he didn't know I did all that. <laughs> and uh, uh, I lightened the bag <laughs> yeah. and uh, got the caddy for him. How about uh, how old were you when you caddied for Dizzy Dean? I think 16 or 17. Was that a cool experience for you? Well, sure. Sure it was. Yeah, because, you know, back then he was doing the game of the week on television with Pee Wee Reese. He was announcing it. He was. So he yeah. was a retired baseball player yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah. He was an old man, but his forearms was as big as your belly. Wow. And uh, he big. could pretty he big. could play. Yeah. Pretty big. He gave me $100 a day for two days. Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, I'm dead serious. Normally it was... A dollar and ten cents. Well, that's what the Plus caddy tip. fee would be. Yeah, and he yeah. gave you hundred dollars. Oh, the dollar ten was when you were eleven or twelve. Yeah, by the yeah. time you were sixteen, the yeah. caddy Five fee had gone. Well, up. it might have been. Yeah, but whatever. Wow. But he he was. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He was he was nice to me. Yeah, and I played uh, golf against and behind Joe Namath uh, at Swan Lake one time. Yeah. Um, I want to keep moving quickly along. You guys are doing great. By the way, this is fantastic. What uh. Before your dad died, you know, he's an old man. He's 60 when you're born. So he's 65 when you're five. He's 70 when you're 10. Is that right? You used to tell me when he would get mad at you, you would run in, in from him and do what? Um, he was a big man, about six, one, about two forty, Uh, and, uh, Sort of, he wasn't wasn't crazy particularly, but he was somewhat senile or old man. And uh, I mean, you were the twelfth. You yeah. were the twelfth kid. He was 
Yeah. He's fed up with yeah. this kid raising things. Yeah, right yeah, here. yeah. But, you know, I, mother would always jump in between us so he wouldn't hurt me yeah. is, is the is the fact of it. And uh, But when I would uh, chop wood and, and make a mislick on the, on the log and the blade would hit the dirt, yeah. well, he would cuss, 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 because that's dulling that blade big time. Yeah. And I might be mischievous or do something wrong. He would chase me out of the house, down the steps, down the steps, out of the house, across the field. And the railroad track was behind our house. Yeah. And he would, it wasn't running all the way, but he was there at the boxcar that we had climbed up on or that yeah. I climbed up on. I knew the big guy couldn't and wouldn't climb up on so top. you climb up on the train. And wait till supper. <laughs> yep. Wait. Yep. Would he be asleep when you went back? I don't know. He, Did the train ever take off with you on it? Uh, I jumped up on some uh, moving trains before. Yeah. Is yeah. that the is that the stupidest thing you've done? Or no, let's not go there yet. Um, I want to know when is the first time you remember seeing meeting mom? I don't re- quite remember the oh, first the wrong time, answer. The first time. But I remembered spying <laughs> on her when she walked past where I lived. About about what age were you? Do you Thir- 13, 14. You remember spying on her. So, like, you knew that was – she walked that way, like, regularly? So you yeah, waited for she her? Walked, you just she walked to school most of the time, and I did too. And and uh, But yet I could see her – from about two blocks walking, I kept my eyes on her all the way. Yeah, because she caught your eye at 13, oh yeah 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 well built beautiful young girl. <laughs> yeah. What mom? What? Uh, when do you remember your first recollection of dad? That he was a menace. Yeah. Um, they would come. He and a friend of his would come to our house and wanted to know if we want to play Monopoly. Well, before he came to your house, where did you meet him? Where did you know of him from? School, yeah. Yeah. Probably school. So you met at school. I don't have real fond memories of my first encounter with him like he does with Uh me. uh (laughs) But he would come to the house and want to play Monopoly with you and... My sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my mother and daddy just fell in love with him. Why? Daddy did because he didn't have a son. Yeah, yeah. And I think he just had a strong feeling for him because he had lost his dad. Were there a lot of guys that would come by your house growing up? More Uh, than I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) But they just come by. Not really. No, not really. Yeah. Did you have a telephone in your house at at that time? Uh, Yes, at that time we did. When you, so... What age did you get a telephone in your house? Um, about. I was probably about 12. Okay, okay. So dad would start to come around about that time wanting to play Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did how did your relationship develop from you spying on her to him coming by playing Monopoly? What happened next? Well, we were just kids, really. Yeah. And... What happened next was then I didn't want him coming anymore. And I was like, don't let him in the house. You know, he was driving just, you crazy. He, he was. He was very annoying at that time. And, and is that is that because he was flirting with you and you knew he liked you? Or 
or he was just a menace in whether he was flirting with you or not. Like, no, he was flirting. Okay, yeah, and you didn't he, want to have I didn't, to do with I it. didn't like him. Yeah, that's and I hilarious. Didn't, I didn't want him there. So when yeah. did that change? About me not liking him. Yeah, when, when it is, hadn't changed. <laughs> 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 you know how you love somebody, but sometimes you just don't like them. Yeah. Uh, gosh, we were. I guess I was. Um, sophomore in high school okay really when we had our first date where was you would call it um he wasn't driving didn't have a car so his brother bobby yeah uh drove to my house and picked me up yeah with freddie yeah and took us to the county fair how about that and dropped us off did uncle bobby have a, a lady with him or he was just chauffeur he was just chauffeur okay yeah and so that was our first date, I guess. County fair. Did Uncle yeah. Bobby pick you up and take you home? Yeah. 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 Did Had you turned Dad down explicitly for a date before that one? Probably. Yeah. Sure. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Do, you yeah. Remember, do you remember, like, why you chose the fair? Or was, did it just happen to be in, like, it was kind of the obvious Well, it was the Montgomery to, County Fair, and yeah, it was a big, big deal. deal all, yeah. And they even let, I think, school out because of it, and yeah. and uh, it was cheap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did he try to kiss you on the first date, Mom? He did. Yeah. Did you let him? In the, yep. in the spook house, crazy house, whatever it was. <laughs> when you went through there, you know, it was dark. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the first kiss. And the rest is history. The rest is history. All right. So, you guys started dating when you were about, you, you were a sophomore? Yeah. And he, you were a junior? Mm-hmm. How many times did y'all break up? Ooh. Five or four or five times per year. Four or five times per year you'd <laughs> yeah, break up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Um, when you would break up, but, other guys would show interest. What about the time? Until, that, until I... Tell, tell me the story intervened. about when you were trying to call mom well, and she was on the phone. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know... Um, that's not a good story. It's a true story. <laughs> tell when them, I, tell, them, a, tell the brief uh, version of that one. Okay, okay. Uh, we were not broken up. We were supposed to be going steady. Oh, that's why you didn't. That's why it's a, not a good story. So <laughs> I, called, I called her, and her line was busy on an old landline telephone. Before call busy. waiting. It was busy, busy, busy. And I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. And finally, she answered the phone. I said, who have you been talking to? Uh, Faye. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I didn't believe it because when I called her number, it was busy. I called this guy. I called little David. I called his phone number. Mm-hmm. His was busy mm-hmm. the same amount of time that her phone was busy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go figure. Mm-hmm. So the next day at school, Faye was coming down the hallway, and I said, Faye, what did you and Mary Coleman talk about so long last night? I didn't talk to Mary Coleman last night, she said. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, little, Got David, her. Uh, little David. Got yep. her. Yeah, done told me a lie. But so I waited for this second, third, fourth, whatever you call it, generation rich kid to get out of his Cadillac. His mama drove and left him there at the front of the high school. So here he comes walking up to the, to the doors of the high school. And I met him at the front steps, about eight flights of steps. 
And uh, I said, David, what did you and Mary Kilmer talk about so long for last night? I didn't talk. And he couldn't say another word. I'd already busted him right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. His blood came through his gum, uh, his lips. He tumbled down the steps. And I got called in the office, and the principal was grinning, and we had a nice little talk, and no problems. No problems. No problems. Man. Yep. This is a different day. The, the the golf course would call the principal and say, let Freddie come get out of school and come caddy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you knock the guy in the, in the lips, you know, and you get a little talk with the principal and go back to class. Try that today. Go back to class. Try that today. Yeah. When uh, – Talking about little David, when we were like older, I probably was 17 and we had broken up and I had a date with little David. Oh, yeah. And Freddie drove down the street to our house. Of course, my mother was like, come on in. And he stood at my bedroom door and watched me fixing my hair 10 minutes before little David was supposed to pick me up. And I'm saying, get out of here, <laughs> get out of here. Because I knew, were you mad at grandma for letting dad? Oh yes. Yeah. I was mad at both of them. I can't believe you let him yeah. stand there. Watch you get ready. I didn't let him. Yeah. He just did. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call that? You just knew you were jealous. I don't know. What are you? Oh, I was so jealous. I actually, uh, you know, there was two other guys that I really beat up over her but I won't share those stories. But, uh, you know, after after I won mm-hmm. and I got the prize, mm-hmm. uh, my jealousy streak just left, you know. When did no. – uh, when? <laughs> so we can no. talk more about yeah. that. But what uh, – when did you know – when did you propose to mom? When did you ask her to marry you? Uh, mom, when did he ask you to marry you? August the 28th, 1965. Where were you? Where did he do it? I don't remember that. Did he have a ring? No. No, not when he proposed. Uh, Then we went and and bought a ring. But the day that he proposed to me, he gave me a little necklace. Yeah. A little... Heart necklace. So he had a little something that he gave you that day. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have that. I still have it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where what where were you? I also still have a cross that another boy gave me when I was in high school. Yeah, you you good collector. You keep (laughs) keep up with stuff. Where did he propose? Where were you? Do you remember? I don't remember. Do you remember? Dad? Mm -mm. Where you were? Mm-mm. Was it as big of a deal back then as it is now? No, no, it wasn't. I and mean, you, were you, you guys kind of took for granted yeah. that we're going to get married. Yeah, you guys kind of knew. Yeah, 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 by that time. And and then uh, how old were you then? Do you remember when you got engaged? Mm, I was probably 20. Okay. Yeah. And then and then how long after that? How old were you when you got married? When did you get married? I and, was 21 and... And I was 19. When you got married? When when I got married. And my mother wanted me to wait 11 days. We got married on January the 9th. I was going to have a birthday on the January the 20th. <laughs> and she wanted me to wait until I had turned 20, 20 Why? before I got married. Just, cause she, just yeah, because? That was, yeah. yeah. Didn't want you to get married reason. as a teenager. And then we went 
a year later, we went, we were going to buy a house. Yeah. And I couldn't sign for it because I was a minor. Yeah. So we had to go to court. My daddy went with us and had my minority removed. Yeah. So my yeah. minority was removed before I became a yeah an adult legal 21 year old yeah so you guys got married what what would you say what would you say were the benefits of you guys getting married early you were 21 you were 19 what how did that how did that bode well for you getting married early whether we didn't see any reason to wait sure um we knew we were going to get married and so we loved each other yeah and there wasn't any reason to wait. What would you say? Like, like nowadays, sometimes people like it's like really uh, uh, people wait a long time to get married nowadays, and they've got lots of reasons that they give why they want to do that. If w- are you a proponent of getting married early? Would you say it's a good thing to get married early if you love someone and you know you have the same values? No, I think, uh, you know, if you're in love, you're in love and you know it. Uh, but then you look at other factors, the finances, uh, can you afford to get married? How much does it cost at the beauty shop? How much does it cost to get a haircut? How much money are you going to make? So forth, so forth. Uh, but when you pool your money together, the, the way we did early on, or with, you know, the money that I was making, the money that she was making, wow, we can do this. We can go on our own now, you know, so. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, as far age didn't have anything to do with it. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, a, a true commitment. We had trial and error for several years dating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big proponent of early marriages for committed Christians. I, I think it's, I, I think delaying. If you love someone, you're in a romantic relationship. I think delaying forces you in this tempting position. You know, where you're going out on a date every Friday night. You can't be together physically the way you want to be, you know, you just, you're just putting yourself in a tempting situation in that way. Um, but I think that there's something like in getting married early and having to, you haven't lived the majority of your adult life as an independent single forming your own ways, but you come together early and you form your ways together. Because I went straight out of living with mom and daddy and, three sisters yeah. to get married. Yeah. And so I left home and went to our first apartment. Yeah. 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 I, I we, we can talk more about that. Here's what I want to do. Um, I want to take just a real brief break and then I want to come back just with a part two interview. I've got lots more questions, but uh, here, here we are. We made it to your, to your engagement. Uh, where did you get married? Cumberland Drive Baptist Church. Which is now called? Crossland Avenue Baptist Baptist Church. Church. That's right. And on our 40th wedding anniversary, you all kids sent us on a scavenger hunt. Yeah, we did. And we ended up at Cumberland Drive Baptist Church. Yeah. And Freddie T. Crossland Avenue Baptist Church. Yeah. Which was Cumberland Drive Baptist Church. Surprised us, was there, and renewed our vows. That was special, wasn't it? That was you kind of boo, you kind of boohooed and, through that whole thing, Dad. I did not. And, <laughs> and at the time, somebody, one of y'all said, 
well, we're having a, a 40th because we don't think you're going to make it to 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we did. Yeah, you guys... Uh, yeah, you guys have a special way of communicating that some might describe as bickering, but I don't know. But uh, yeah. Rough and gruff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, all right, we're going to come back for part two. Uh, so keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.